so okay like i want to talk about how like there's i have a sister-in-law and like my sister and a bunch of people who are just like they're not handling this quarantining and just like the falling like a part of the world very well like for instance today i i sent a text out because it was like there's 750 confirmed cases in dallas and then like this time last week there was like 10 so i just put that in a text and it was like don't text me that anymore because i can't handle that information and i and i realized i'm like okay that's probably that's good to know and i think it's one of those things where like we have to give people who are like super freaking out like um penny penny the sky is falling we have to give them like a, a better perspective yeah perspective or like tools to handle it or what well everything yeah for, for i mean for me it's like i see this as this is like a time where we're like getting a full okay our society has like been ramping it forever where it's like you work like 60 hour work weeks and you're proud of that and you're proud of i only got five hours of sleep and uh mm-hmm. you know and i just yeah uh only get you have to work a full year before you can get your two weeks vacation the next year and i mean we're just workaholics and we're just crazy and we're always on the go and this is like a forced like like chill it's like a forced chill which is kind of nice like besides from the financial strain of stuff i mean which honestly if this goes on long enough and strong enough they're just gonna have to be like forgiving mortgage payments forgiving bills and things like there's just not you can't well, new york state just stopped uh school loan payments they stopped it i, don't, I mean temporarily maybe that hopefully mm-hmm. no interest is going to grow on that but anyway i don't know how they're doing it yeah, yeah. Things need to stop. they just need to like i mean it's it's not anybody's fault it's just like hey the global economy has come to a halt we're like grounded to our 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 dwellings so Yep. Anyway, if if you get to a point where you can do that and you can stay home, like that is fun, man. Like you get to do so much stuff. You get- so going back to helping people like your sister or whoever else feel really stressed about this. What what have you told her to do, or or what advice have you given her? Are you talking to her about anything? You know, it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, like I tell I tell them to take a chill pill and all that, but. Um, I hold zero authority over, you know, family members. They're just like, oh, shut up. You don't know anything. And I don't know anything, but uh, I like that. Uh, there's nothing I can really, they would have to hear their source from somebody else, not from me, you know, sure. but people who are feeling a lot of anxiety and are really fearful of this. Um, like, I, I mean, I think like the best practices really is to like, I think a lot of people are empathic and they don't even know it. Like my sister, for instance, uh, she doesn't know she's an empath, but she is like, she was crying the other day because she was saying that we will know somebody who dies from this. Like you will know somebody whose life is affected from that. And then I was just like, you know, you're telling a story, like you're living in a future that hasn't come yet. Exactly. That's not necessarily true. Right. And, you know, I mean, you have to like, you cannot, you cannot start from that position that that's a certainty. It just, that's correct. You know, that's just like not how the world works. Yeah. You know, and and then I, I kind of. Well, that's worry. That's, that's what worry, that's like the definition of worry. Something, thinking about the future 
of something that hasn't happened. I know because I'm a huge worrier, but, or at least I was, I've, I've gotten that a lot out of control, but yeah, you're right. It, it would have to come from within. She wouldn't, or from someone else. She's not going to listen to you maybe, but I don't know. Well, I mean, the other thing is that like, you have to realize that, um, like, instead of focusing on the worst case scenario and all this stuff of this, this thing, um, I think it's a perfect opportunity to actually, for people to like be in their own sovereignty, like just be like, you, people aren't allowed to go anywhere. Right. So you just can be home. You can like really cater your, in your senses with what you want to put in them. You don't have to watch anything. You don't have to watch. I don't recommend watching the news. Like what good is it going to do for you to know Absolutely not. the numbers? What good is it going to do for you to know like, like it, it, like it, that's, that doesn't, that doesn't, no. it's not productive for people to know all the, the details every day, every minute. It's, it's one thing if you want to be informed every once in a while, but it's another thing to be obsessive about it. Right. So exactly. I would say stay away from all, you know, if you have to stay away from social media, stay away from social media. Exactly. Um, tailor the things that you want to watch or the things you want to do. Don't, don't complete, like, don't freak out and just like, like, this is not like how, you know, you have to realize that, uh, the media is also, and all of this stuff is also a business, right? It's just kind of like with 9-11, how you saw the scrolling thing on the bottom of the screen and there's, it never went away from that day forward. They're like, heck, that, that's an amazing tactic to get people to go, oh, what? Right. So, or the breaking news bit, breaking news. Breaking, yeah. They always have that. And you're like, wow. Yeah. I just had to send an email yesterday to a person that I know that also suffers majorly from anxiety and she's working from home and not able to leave. And she's been in, she's self-quarantined and before it was required um, a week before. So she was actually at home or has been at home now. This is her third week oh, wow. and she lives in an apartment and has not gone outside. So I think that's partially affecting her mental health. And, and I was without telling her what to do, I, I asked her like, what is she doing? And, and of course, also tried to suggest without saying you have to do this or whatever. But you know, are you watching the news? Maybe it's better if you don't watch the news and social media. I did mention that I talked about meditation, of course. And I, I just told her my routine because I also suffer or suffered more from anxiety. I really don't have that as much anymore but i had that for a long time in my my life not like super anxiety like there are some people that really really suffer from it but i was a called nervous nelly when i was a kid because i'd constantly be worried about something right. constantly so that's my family called me that so i do know how it feels to get worried about and live these things i could i could live a future that i haven't had and i've told you this and like cry and be like oh my gosh like i lived this whole thing and then one day it occurred to me well, wait a minute. I already lived that in my head. I don't need to relive it in real life. Like it's actually not going to happen because I already experienced it. I had experienced it so much in my head, like, Oh, and then this is going to happen. And then this, and it was terrible. But then in the end, I, I, it just occurred to me. So then now I just say, okay, you're, you're choose, you can choose a timeline. If she can understand that you, you're able to actually choose timelines. So the more that you feed, the more that timeline is either going to happen or you're going to give it energy to possibly happen. 
then maybe she can move away to say, all right, well, what, what would you like to see? What would be, what would be um, an ideal situation right now from the point we're at right now, like going forward, what would you like to see? And then if she can give you some suggestions about what, or some ideas of what, it, what her future looks like or what the future would look like in a better situation, then she can actually put her energy towards that and hopefully make that not happen at least to some level, at least in her thought level, in the fourth dimension, it can happen. That's yeah, true. I mean, I did ask my sister, I was like, I kept on saying like, hey, well, what, do you, what, do you, what do you want? And she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, what do you want out of life? Like, 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 let's try to imagine a future, like how, this, how is this gonna change things positively? Like what good is gonna come out of this? Right. And she was just like, like nothing, there's nothing good that can come out of this. And I'm like, no, that's not true. Like there's wow. so much good that can come out of this. Like. Like, let's start brainstorming. Like, I think maybe people, maybe the food sources are going to be so tied up that maybe people are going to get more connected to their food. Maybe we all will start gardening again. May, I mean, that's right. like a really positive thing. Like maybe people, there are so many things that are going to come out of it. So many positive things are going to come out of it. People are actually have, I mean, my siblings are all having to like homeschool their children for the rest of the year, basically. You know, they're having right. to figure out like, I mean, maybe the appreciation of education is going to be taken more seriously and we're right. going to start really understanding like the, the educational system and like the faults of it and maybe exactly. start improving it. That's right. Exactly. I think you're totally onto it because you're, you're going, everyone has got to step up the plate, step up to the plate and take their own responsibility to what they can do or what they're able to do in their situation. So in your sister's situation, like you said, she's going to have to homeschool or they're going to have to homeschool their kids. And, and same here. It's like, oh, well, actually now I actually have to educate them, which means I have to think about what I want to educate them in. What, what do I want them to learn? What, what is important to me for them to learn? I've been, for the last couple of days, I've been having great conversations with Savino about just all sorts of things. I feel like we've been just connecting on a different level. Now I have that privilege. I'm not going to say that everyone does. Some people are really struggling financially. I have the luxury of working from home. I have since before this happened. So I, so it really hasn't affected me in that sense so much, but other people don't, but still like what, like you but said, sometimes it's kind of it. forcing them to like the kids exactly, are home exactly. from school. I mean, like two of my sister-in-laws are, forcing um, them. are teachers, you know, so they're having to like work from home they're doing like some online stuff with their students, but then they're also having to like homeschool their own kids, you know? And it's, um, it's like, I remember like my, my sister said to me, um, yeah, it's like really eye opening because the workbook that they gave her kindergarten or she was like, she's, she went through it in a week. She's done. She's like, <laughs> it was like, it's too baby for her. She needs more than yeah. like what she was getting, but you know, and I'm like, okay. Well, and then the same thing with uh, uh, the other one. She was like, one of my sister-in-laws was saying that, you know, my niece was uh, like, she just doesn't have enough for her to do. And then my brother was telling me, he was like, with his little boys, he was saying, well, what you don't realize is if you have a class of 30 kids and then you have lunch and recess and the music or PE or all these other activities, all these things that break up the day, you like the eight hour day you they don't actually they're not all focused right there and so there's not even that much like he's like you don't need eight hours a day if you're just one-on-oning it you, you can right. do it you could do it a little point. bit less time and more effective right 
Well, this, that's, yeah, this is going to bring a lot of questions about our education system. All systems are being questioned right now. All systems, our medical system and how mm -hmm. we can take care of our own medical health. Because there are people I know that are sick right now and they're like, I want to get tested. But they said, well, you're not sick enough to be tested or uh, we can't test you right now because in, in well, New York State and Massachusetts, they just weren't able to test them. So, yeah. so then what? Okay, well, let's treat it like we would any other illness. For the meantime, we, we can't really do anything except stay at home and take care of ourselves. So we're bringing our health into our own hands again. We are taking control as much as we can of our health. And yes, doctors there, we need them. We're not saying we don't, but what are we doing that we're not like, we're, we're, we're taking back our power is what it is, our education, mm -hmm. our health, our food systems, buy locally. Now the economy's changing, so you're gonna wanna support your, your neighbors more who have a farm. You're, you're going to find a new, there, there might be all sorts of economies. I was listening all to new all kinds of economies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the boxes. Yeah, yeah. Like Shayla McKinley or whatever. Her yeah, partner. Michaela Sheldon's her partner, right. And he does, he does energy transfers. And so he was, I was listening to one yesterday yeah. and he was talking about how <clears throat> he was in finance before he got into this energy work. But anyway, Regardless of that, he said in 2008, when there was the financial crisis, they, what came out of that really, what started really taking off after that? Crypto. Cryptocurrency was an alternative currency to what we have as, as mainstream. People did really well with it. It took, it took power a little bit out of the banks and put it towards individuals. And people still use that. He said, I still am using crypto. I have Bitcoin, I use it, and I know other people that use it. Like there's so so it, it's actually their economy, at least to an extent. So he said this is going to be a cause for another economy to, to pop up. Maybe something that's more just, or yeah, it hurts in the meantime with people that are are, are obviously really suffering, who have lost a lot of money, who are not able, who go from paycheck to paycheck. Yes. But on the other hand, what's going to come out of this? I think there's a lot of good. Hopefully well, your sister can see that. And I mean, I think like, you know, for a long time, we've all kind of, people like talk about it, and but it, it, we haven't really done anything. But the Federal Reserve is a privately owned corporation that sets the interest rates of the country. And it has us in a perpetual loop of debt to our own country. And you're kind of going like, and who made you God? And what are you going to do if we don't pay it? Like, who are you? We don't even know who you are. Um, you know, and, and, and it's just like, uh, you're not, a, they're not a country. They're not, they're just like a private, they're like a private banking institute that's completely taken and they've made the market. That's the other thing, the entire stock market and all this stuff. Everybody always talks about it all the time and you know, whatever. I, I had a bunch of money in it too, from my 401k, which went down 40%, which was wonderful. Took it out yesterday, by the way. Anyway, um, the thing is, is that, uh, like, it's a gambling. That is all, it's all a game. It's all a gambling game. Like, if you own, like, if you buy a stock, it, it's not even necessarily always a reflection of the company. It's just your perception of how you think the company is going. It's, but it doesn't actually benefit the company itself. Once the initial stock has been bought and they've got their IPO, they've got their initial public offering funds for selling that initial stock, then it's just like secondary market, like you're trading stuff with each other, like you're having a giant legal gambling game. That's what it is. And it, our, so our entire way we, we work finances for a long time has been making the middle exactly. class smaller and smaller. The, right. you, know, the, you know, people are very few are benefiting who know how to play this game, who know how to manipulate it. And that's very good for them. And I'm glad they've had a good time, but we don't have to play their game. 
and like eventually well, it just needs to be a, having a fair system just a system that's that's more level and also the for people that are investing in stocks and they and they look at the stock market like as a as a as a commodity because it is and it's something that you could just um all right well i want to buy this because it's i know it's going to do well but do you actually think about where what that means i remember i worked for a for a financial advisor when I was like 18, knew nothing. I don't know much more now, believe it. But um, but anyway, I remember him talking about this company that was based in Colombia and it was a, um, it was an, a petroleum company. And he's like, I think it's going to do so well. Blah, blah. He kept like, that's all he ever talked about. I just was, I was able to, to hear it. I don't even remember the name of the company, whatever, it doesn't matter. Anyway, at some point, the company didn't do well. And it took, it was unexpected and it turns out there there was something wrong with the rigs their oil rigs okay fast forward like a year it wasn't even that much later all of a sudden i started becoming more conscious of what was going on in colombia and there were all these uh well it was pretty much a civil war that was happening with rebels and like and and the the, the oh my goodness i can't even remember the name but the, there, there was a pretty much a civil war happening and those were those were rigs that were probably not wanted to begin with. They were in, they were, there was a foreign company that was building an indigenous land as usual and polluting and all that. And so there was some kind of attack on the oil rig. And so there was that, then I realized, oh, wait a minute. So he's looking at it from a perspective as this is going to do really well. I'm going to make a lot of money on it. And he didn't, you know, and then, and then the actual the effects. Roots. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, but the, yeah, exactly. The gra the grassroots of it. Where, where, what about the people that are involved in it? There is that's coming from somewhere. That's coming from somewhere. And actually, it was funny because then I, I guess in, in another time I saw him like a year later. I was like, I don't want this. I don't want this. I actually had bought some because I didn't know at that point, right? So I bought some and it was really cheap and it was fine. And I said, I don't want it. And he's like, Why? I was like, Because because of what I what I just said. And I told him that, and he laughed in my face. And he's like what? That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. And he didn't even understand. I said, but there are people involved in this. There's, there's, there's blood on their land and they don't want the oil on their land. And, and, and basically he told me that I was completely naive and didn't know how the world worked. And I was like, actually, I could see another perspective. How is that not knowing how the world worked? Anyway, point is, is that the stock, the, 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 this market has to become fairer because we don't even, we just, it's, it's a throw out capitalist world and it's just not working for most people well, except socialism when it comes to bailing out banks and corporations then it's then it's okay we could bail them out <laughs> right right yeah i don't know the entire financial system is it's interesting because it's it's like i don't know anything about it but at the same time like i i mean i but it's it's not 100 percent true like i i have read a lot about the history of money and like the ascent of money and about how like the concept of money, how it got started. And, um, but it's an illusion. It's like, like you think you could give a dollar bill to a monkey and he'd give you his banana. No. I mean like the way, the, like we, we, we've created this entire mess of a system and it's really is like that whole like rich dad, poor dad thing where it's like some people are just taught how to perpetuate it from an early age and other ones like, have to figure out their Maslow hierarchy of needs and you're never going to be fair on fair foot if that's how it starts. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, like, I don't know. 
is, I, I mean, I, I, you would, I would hope that fairness would be what would be desirable, but I don't think that uh, the haves really care about that. So I don't know that you can exactly expect them to change their ways at this point, but you can stop playing the game, meaning we can, we can create our own, like, um, like when I think about like what I want, like I want a fruit forest, like a, a polycultured fruit forest with all kinds of trees everywhere. And then like, I just, I want like, I, I want to live in a area where like I'm off grid, like, you know, I'm all on solar, I'm all on rainwater collection and all this stuff. And I feel like, uh, like I feel like work, working for money and stuff should be something you do like a little bit of your time, but not five out of your seven days a week in the like most prominent waking hours of your day. Like the amount of time we waste on work is just like, when I die, I'm going to be like, well, even, I, first of all, I've never really done that because I, I, um, have always had alternative work. Like I we used to own my own business for a long time. And then I became a flight attendant for like done that for the last six years. And that's, that's always like, that's a weird thing. You know, you, you work for three days, you're off for four, or you, you know, we have weird systems, but, um, I, I have tried a couple of times the nine to five thing and I, my body can't do it. Like on my way to work, I'm like crying. I'm like, <laughs> That's like the there's no, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. And it's just at the end of the day, I kind of think to myself, did I really incarnate here as a living being to, for, to be a slave? It feels like slavery. It's horrible. So, right. well, that's what it is. It is. And I mean, okay. I'm like not saying, okay, guys, stop working. Well, I mean, if you can, sure. But, um, what I am saying is that we have to figure out a way to where, you don't have to give away that much of your life just to survive. And that's what it's. Become. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Because there are people that really, really want to work because they can't survive without work. And so there are people, again, I'm in a privileged position where I could say that I would rather not work. Right. But there are obviously people who, or no, I don't even, I don't even believe that. I, I don't want to say that I would rather not work because that's not true. I don't, I don't feel that way, but I, I hear exactly what you're saying. Like it doesn't have to be well, all look, of the, your time. It's not that I would not want to work. Like I would, I work every day. I like research stuff. I like build things. I think about things. I write every day. Like I, I, I it's not like I just sit around watching TV or something. Um, but I, do I want to do somebody else's task for them for this paper thing, like 60 hours a week or 40 hours a week. No, like that's too much. That is too much to, just so that I can have enough of this paper so that I can exchange it for the commodities that I need to survive. Yeah. And also, right. Because the more, the more things that you have, the more things you have to pay for and you need. So it's just, just a typical conversation about society kind of forcing <laughs> you to, to fit into this mold. And we don't, there are so many of us that just don't fit that mold. We just don't want that type of lifestyle. And probably most people actually really don't when they think about it. You know, I mean, they sometimes I just like don't know balance. any alternatives though. Right. Exactly. Like, what else is there? It's like what you, then you're homeless, you're living in a town. Yeah. Right. Like Portland, exactly. Portland, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Um, no, it's, it's a, it's a tough call, but I think, uh, 
We had that's that's part of what this change is about. Because who is voluntarily going to just say, okay, this has to end? I think at some point systems have to change. So there, there's a lot of question right now. People are writing like, how did this start? Do you think it was, you know, who started this? It was an intentional. What, what's the, this, why is this happening? And if you really just look at it from an outside perspective and try not to get like, just observe it, it's like, well, you know what? It's a catalyst for changing other things. Like we can't, we, how much longer could we have gone on doing what we're doing? It's just almost impossible I mean, to the yeah. amount of importing and buying products and the plastic production and the just buying of things that we just don't need. This this endlessness, this endlessness of it's, it wasn't sustainable and it isn't sustainable. No, it's not sustainable. So that's why plastic, this has our to plastic change. consumption has been non-sustainable for many many years now. We've known it, and, and it doesn't we've slow down. Nothing about it. Right. Nothing except create more. Right. Right. Uh, and that's yeah. where a lot of the petroleum comes goes to. It doesn't just go to right to gasoline. Cars, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't no, know. So it's, like, I encourage everybody to start like coming up with new questioning. ideas. Yeah. Beyond like it doesn't matter if it was like a sinister cabal that intentionally gave everything. Right. It doesn't matter. It's out of your control anyway. Or if it was actually Mother Earth going like, oh, I'm shaking off some of these fleas because there's just too many. Like, I, it actually doesn't matter. It doesn't matter one right. way or the other. That's it's here. It's what our collective consciousness is choosing to experience. Living. Yes, Living. exactly. And you can either look at this as like, uh, you know, the zombie apocalypse, or you can look at this as like the beginning of a new world. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. I remember, I'm sorry that your sister doesn't feel that anything good can come out of it or people like that because, because that, that, that's, that's really sad because then we have people that have lost hope. And once you lose hope as an individual or society, you're much more controllable, number one. And also just at what point have you lost your, your spark, you know, to as a human that you've lost hope. So I'm not, I'm not well, saying that it's that dramatic. Maybe she's not at that level or whoever's that not at that, that level. But, but my point is, is that if you can't see something good come out of a situation, and believe me, I haven't been in the worst situation, so I can't say that I would feel differently in, in, in a very, very personally bad situation I, that sometimes people feel like they, they can't see any good coming out of the situation. But I remember when 9-11 happened, my thought, my almost immediate thought was, well, besides horror was after that was something good is going to come out of this. And that was what I just heard or said or told myself, but some good is going to come out of this. Well, it was, it's not always easy to see, but it's there, you know, communities are born. People make different types of connections. There's other types of relationships that are, that are, that happen. People come together. There's just, there, there are yeah. other things that happen because of that. It's never all one way or the other. I mean, you realize your immortality and your impermanent or impermanence, you know, in right. sometimes. And like, that is, uh, uh, like, that's a valuable lesson to learn, I guess, you know, and like, you know, we realize that we are not impermanent or, you know, as a country or whatever, you know, like, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of interesting things that can come or that have and do and come out of everything. Um, yeah. You know, kind of really messed up airport security forever. <laughs> have to. Yeah. Right. That's true. 
That's the most annoying thing for me. Well, I'm rereading a book that I haven't, uh, I read years ago ago called Praying Peace. And it, I'm, I'm at this point where, you know, you can't, you can't, you don't bring peace. You don't bring peace. Peace is always there. So you, if you go into different regions, there were these, the part of the book talks about how there were these, uh, there was a, a musician who went to different, who, who started making like this peace music, uh, something just inspired him to do that. And then he was invited to all these war-torn regions all over the world. And whenever he went to play, he would go into play in like Iraq during, um, right before like 19, in the 1990s when, when there was attacks on the, George Bush Sr. and and like attacks stopped in the moment, like because these these large gatherings of people came and they were peace gatherings, and then things changed. And it may have not been long, long, long term, and still other things came later. But in the moment, there were actually high level people that made decisions where there was originally um, bombings that were supposed to happen that that just were called off. So there were, there's things that are there. And the point was, is that we didn't bring peace. There's always peace regardless of where you are. So just, just be it. So whatever, whatever it is, if you feel anxiety in the situation, but you have to realize that there's always something else there. It's never just one way. I like that.